Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pear Pod. So, I just received a glorious haircut from a Serbian man in a local establishment. To me. You know when you're sitting in for a haircut, right? And uh, it's kind of two ways it can go. It's a new guy. I've never, I've never actually uh, got a cut from him before. And he explained to him what I want. Skin fade, you know, the crack, make me look nice. And uh, he goes straight in. So usually, usually what happens is the line they make is like their important part. So they take their time on that. This guy just goes zzz, 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 straight around, zzz, 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 all the way around. Holy shit, man. I was like, geez, this guy's fucking. And then I started to think about it. I was like, is this guy new? And then I was like, no, new barbers. You've ever got a haircut off a new barber? It takes a week and a half and it's all. Okay. They might as well take a ruler out, you know. Oh. But then there's a. There's. There, there, there's rarely an occasion where a uh, new barber is just like, fuck it, I'm going to go in as fast as I can and see if I can make this work. And he, uh, so I was like, I, I must be in safe hands. And there he goes. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, yes. And he, his hands are at different angles. He had the fucking, uh, the, the, the baby bliss is the only thing I can, that's just a brand, but. Uh, sorry, it's going to move me up a little bit. That's more like it. Uh, oh, he had a uh, he had the baby bliss in his arm, just like a little rectangular uh, razor, and he had it in between his index finger and his uh, his his middle finger. Like everyone goes, fucking thumb index. <sighs> and yeah, sorry if you don't see me, I'm making a. I'm not even going to comment on the, the style of motion that that is. But you know, don't you? Uh, anyway, span. He had me in. He had me up and down, in and out, in about twenty minutes, and he got a nice little, f- a crisp, crisp, beautiful five euro note into his back pocket. And I went up to the man. So you have to, it's weird. You don't pay the barber there. You pay the fucking owner, I guess, or whoever's there. So I paid him. He gave me the change. I went over to your man. I went there. You go. That's for you. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Anyway, how's everyone doing? So, <laughs> I watched back the last pod. Thank you all for the support on the podcast. Thank you all for the comments. Haha, <laughs> hilarious. No one left comments except Rob. But that's why Rob's my boy. So, just because we're four minutes in and like people don't usually make it all the way to the end, just leave a comment on this. Maybe it's just Sam, you look like a prick. Maybe it's Sam, the S is backwards on creations. Maybe it's Sam, your tattoos are crap. All fair statements. All true statements. Um, but yeah, it just helps the algorithm. And I like hearing from you. So, talk to me, please. Please talk to me. But yeah, the interview was great. Um, did get some really good responses on it. A few people DM me saying they enjoyed it. Amateur mistakes aside, don't worry, I'm beating myself up far more than you could. Um, <laughs> but a, a, all the same, a great opening to season three. You may have noticed I'm no longer gripping the mic um, with my stubby little uh, toddler hands 
thick toddler hands like they're made out of Play-Doh. Um, I'm not gripping it to the side. It just doesn't look good. And I don't have nice hands. I got good hands, you know, if you fucking, you put me in the slips in the game of cricket, I, you know, I'm taking, taking every ball. But uh, to look at, no. To look at, no. So a few bits to talk about this week. You know, By the title, you know, we're going to talk about uh, a fucking, a polarizing character, it seems, in Brendan Schaub, who I can't seem to make my mind up on. I like him in some areas and then some other areas. I'm like, dude. Anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. But first of all, but first, but first a kiss. No. Uh, but first, subscribe to the channel. I'll just, uh, I'll just take, I'll do a little ditty in the meantime. Blue jean, baby. You should be going to click it now. LA lady. Okay, make your way towards it now. Do it on seamstress. Seamstress for the band. Thank you. So... Last week was one of the most outrageous UFC events I've ever seen in my life. Um, I have to watch it the, the next day. God, man, I, I really do. I lived in Canada for almost two years. And in those two years, I could watch every UFC event live. And it, like the fact that I'm as big a fan as I am now, and I never really get to watch events live. Like if I could be in the time zone where it's on like when london was on it was just so sick to be able to watch it live on god but look this is the this is the beast if you're a bigger fan you just get up all right aiden get out of your mask off all right um yeah man the ufc event let me just think of really i was so good at the uh Cerrone and uh, Joe Lozon didn't get to fight. Uh, Donald was, it was looking like his last fight. He had his son there. He was emotional at the press conference. And uh, it was looking like, it was, it was gearing itself up for a big, I didn't know what was going to happen in that fight. Sorry, I'm going to just awkwardly, audio only listeners, imagine I am in one hand holding my mic and this weird stand that is jammed into the side of my chair. While in the other hand, I drink this urine shade of liquid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I'm sorry about the breathing into the mics, man. I'm where, as you can see, I'm working to breathe on the other side. Um, I have. Uh, I can only really breathe through one nostril. Medical professionals get involved. Uh, which makes me a heavy mouth breather. Ask my friends. <sighs> Looks like I'm about to cry. Um, and the next fight we're going to talk about nearly did make me cry. Uh, Rose Nami Yunus, Carlos Sparza, Jesus Christ. Uh, I saw someone made a comment uh, how BT Sport got five minutes of highlights out of this fight is uh, the most impressive thing about it. And it was boring as fuck, man. And for that to be the fight that uh, that Roses lose their title from is, is a shame. But as a champion, you got to bring it. And sometimes you just got to get the fucker out of there. Do you know what I mean? And yes, people are going to say it's the it's the job of the challenger to take beat the champ like beat the champion and take their championship. It really isn't. They need to win the fight whatever way they can. 
and uh, like I can look at like constant like John Jones the last couple of fights there two o five which you know some people will say he he lost anyway but like those ones at the very end like he won those like four those rounds four and five gritted them out and won those and like you need to do that as a champion because having the belt is everything you're forgotten about and Dana said afterwards people were like you're going to do the Carla fight uh, Carla and Rose rematch and I was like no one's looking for that fight there's no uh, there's no respect and there's no love lost in this game like no matter how much Dana liked Rose has people seen that picture on Twitter of Dana with his hand around Rose and she's long hair Dana you doing Dana Dana fucks I'm sure he does Sure he does. Oh, he does. Um. So yeah, Rose lost championship. <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious to watch the UFC try and uh, market Carla Sparza. <laughs> no offense to her, but just Rose is so marketable. Um. Dog Rose. Dog Rose. And she's a more you know a style that's uh. I guess liked more, and you know. Leads to more knockouts, more fans enjoy it. Not many people are going to be like, oh my God, Carla Spars on Saturday. You know? No offense, Carla. Please come on my show. Please. I sent Sugar Sean O'Malley a DM on Twitter so you'll come on my show. It's ambitious. But we do, if, if we don't have ambition, what do we have? Depression. Uh, and Jesus, man, then the last fight. Uh, to be clear, I will never doubt Charles Oliveira again and truthfully it was I was more impressed in the Dustin fight I thought Dustin would be a harder fight than Justin um, just because Dustin's a black belt in jiu-jitsu as well as being a fucking hammer uh, but people don't know so Charles Oliveira from Brazil kind of an on and off record was a 45 loss in fights 55 loss in fights then went on this run like 11 fights submissions uh, he has submission games, getting submitting everyone, most submissions in the UFC. Now he's knocking people out. And uh, he went this run, and in his last three or four fights, he's had Gaethje win, uh, Poirier win, Chandler win. Uh, I know he's beaten fucking Tony Ferguson, but... I, you know, actually, yeah, Tony Ferguson is a big win. Fuck him, because what Tony did for Michael Chandler, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Tony was still very much there, so for Charles to win that fight too is very impressive. And um, then in this last fight, he misses weight by half a pound. And UFC rules, or I guess it's commission rules in in Arizona where where the fight was going on, and they go, okay, you have whatever time, to go and lose the half pound. You've an hour, I think, to go and lose the half pound. And he uh, he goes off. And from what I've heard since then, from people who've actually cut weight, trying to uh, break a sweat after sweating your whole life at that half pound, it might as well be fucking 10 pounds. Do you know what I mean? And Charles came back, tried to lose the weight, and he was still half pound over. Now, what we've heard since then is that, uh, well, from what Dana said, so basically what happened from that is Charles was stripped of the title. Sorry, liquid liquid check. Charles was stripped of the title, and Justin was now the only eligible fighter in the title fight that could take the title home if he won, over half a pound. 
And then Dane at the post by press conferences says fighters were going in and out of that scale and changing it between kilos and pounds because, you know, some of the European fighters use kilos. And for these weigh scales, the scales are the uh, pendulum scales, you know, the ones that they like down to the inch, you tap the thing all the way. But if you don't get that perfect, you know, and calibrated perfect, like we're ta- half pound makes all the difference. As we're seeing, half pounds the difference between a champion and not champion. And just the fact that at any, the UFC owns the title. There's no, there's no WBA, WBO in the UFC. It's just the UFC. They make all the rules. So Dana could have been like, Charles Oliveira is reinstated as champion, you know, but he didn't. Um, I guess he's like, whoever he fights next will be for the belt and he will be in that fight. So the only one who really loses out is Charles because he won't get pay-per-view points on the next fight. He probably won't get as much money as the champion uh, or the, all the benefits that come as the champion. So <sighs> crazy over half a pound. Like it is a bit mad. And then Michael Chandler, Contrapunts. Tony Ferguson in the face and knocks him 60 years into the future and changes his whole complexion. Sorry, Michael Chandler, who is fucking five foot seven, sent his foot on a one-way flight through Tony Ferguson's chin. And I've never seen anything like it. Tony was out. No one's ever done that to Tony Ferguson. Tony was... um, as we say in Osquilga, in a colour. He was in bed. He was asleep. Uh, holy God, man. Michael Chandler. Now, the, the press conference with, or the uh, the post-fight um, reaction or like the commentary, not, what is it? Interview. Uh, with Michael Chandler. Where he calls out the whole UFC and he's like out of breath. And he's like, one second. <sighs> God, I regret if you dare. He's like, okay, man. You've called out everyone. Fucking. Gonna and Canelo. No, you're like, relax. Now, enough. Fair fucks. It's, it's emotional. you got to call out a few people because you don't know what Connor's going to do. But uh, there's just a lot of call outs there, you know. But fair play to him. He did fucking four flips, which, you know, seemed excessive after he won. But who am I? Who am I? So, yeah. Um, Charles still a champion. Now we have Carla Esparza. 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 Uh, and fucking Michael Chandler is like, let's fucking go for a belt again. So I presume in July, the like International Fight Week, there's a lot of stuff being announced as we speak. So I'll have more on that next week. But just great stuff all together, if I do say so myself. A really great card. Except for fucking Rose and Carla. Jesus. Okay. Now... Let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. I'm not talking about Brandon Schaub. <laughs> no. Um, I actually like Brandon. I like Brandon. Uh, I like his... Uh, <laughs> I liked his rapport with Brian on the fighter and the kid. Let me just introduce you a little more. Brandon Schaub was a UFC fighter, transitioned into podcaster with Brian Callan, got into stand-up comedy, was in the circles with Joe Rogan, all the other comedians, and now does a ton of podcasts, has his own network, um, still does uh, a couple of shows, and yeah, he runs his own network, now the Thick Boy Network. And basically, it's come out in the last couple of days, well, actually, a couple of things happened. Uh, 
he released his new comedy special, which is called The Gringo Poppy. Now, comedy is subjective, so it's very hard to come down on something, but I've listened to, I've listened to specials from the following. Andrew Santino, Tom Segura, Dave Chappelle, Chris Stefano, Kevin Hart, uh, Michael McIntyre, Frankie Boyle, <laughs> and that might be oh that's that's that, that's the majority of them. And Brian Callum, I've listened to Brian's special. Um, Brendan Schaub's not funny, or he's not. He. Um, a special is supposed to be your best stuff. Yeah, it's your your chance. They control the edit. They control everything. And especially for him. So he, Thick Boy Network, produced his, his comedy special. So he controls, you know, the final edit when it comes out, if it comes out, all those things. And he decided that his special, or his whatever, 30 minutes or whatever he does, usually now is a special, but whatever. Uh, he decides um, for these 30 minutes are quality, my best stuff right now, and I'm going to put this out in a special. If that's the case, either Ren Shop has very shit friends or he has a lot of yes men around him. But it's hard for me to believe, number one, he went on, he went on Joe Rogan to promote the special. Now, there's more stuff to come about this that I'll talk about, which has kind of tainted my opinion of him slightly. But... Uh, he went on Joe Rogan uh, as well as every other podcast to promote his special, right? Excuse me, I'm taking a, a liquid sip. I need to get more hydrated before these shows. That's on me. It's hot in Spain, huh? I am muy caliente. Um, so I listened to the special. I actually watched it. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Um, read the comments. It's funnier than the special. And that's even not taking a dig at Brandon. It's, the comments are fucking hysterical. But um, it's it's not good. It's borderline racist. And he talks about his family. His family were all, his, his wife is Mexican, so his kids are obviously growing up half Mexican. He has a lot of Mexican family coming around. And, like, first of all, someone booed at a special, which is... And remarkable and two like it sounds like there's a laugh track in there if you put a laugh track in it for a show that's full of your fans for your special which is your best shit um, something's wrong and it is it got a uh, I think it's got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes or something it's it's not being well reviewed at all and I genuinely don't think people I, I think Brendan might think oh but you know haters the haters hate on me whatever it's like, I, man, I genuinely think you might not be great at stand-up comedy or you're really, or else you're really like green in it. And by green, I mean like young in it still by comparison to, you know, everyone else or the other professionals that you're, you know, competing with. But your stuff isn't that, it, it, it wasn't that funny to me. And apparently, I, I guess other people haven't found it that funny either. So first of all, that comes out and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is so shit. Then... So throw in fucking, up, let me say a name and you never thought would be associated with this conversation. Ethan Klein from the H3H3 podcast has Bobby Lee and Kalila on 
his podcast, Bobby Lee is a comedian, Asian comedian. You would have definitely know his face. He's fucking hysterical. Um, he does a podcast called Tiger Belly with his girlfriend, Kalila. Uh, they both go on the HG podcast, and Kalila reveals that there's been some ongoing beef with Brendan regarding some of his behavior towards some of her co-hosts on her show. And, like, he asked a, he, he asked one of her mates for, a, or allegedly asked one of her mates for a blowy outside by his truck. By his truck, not in his truck. By his truck. Don't get in my car. Just do it here. Scuff it, mate. Just do it here. Cobble, cobblestones. It's going to hurt me. Do it here, bitch. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I was just like, that's got, yeah. You can, that's not the worst, but like, a bit weird. Um, then Bobby reveals that after the story's been released, that Brendan or friends of Brendan, which is revealed to be Brian Callan later on, uh, threatened Bobby to say, hey, tell your... Uh, the, the example that Bobby Lee said, keep your, keep your bitch on a leash. Essentially saying, tell your missus to shut up talking shit or something bad's going to happen. And uh, this is just... This whole thing went on and like Bobby's like, look, I felt like I was getting bullied and being threatened and it's got nothing to do with me. This is between Kalila and Brendan. And Bobby's been thrown in the middle of this and Bobby's like, look, this, the comedy scene, I see these guys all the time going to shows... I don't want this beef and all that. Um, but I don't like the way... It's, it's, it's tough to say because Brendan does, on the surface, talk about how humble he is in comedy, but it doesn't come across that way. One, in the way he like seems to throw his weight around to like, threaten people in this case. And two, his comedy is not good. So either his mates are watching it and listening to him being like, man, yeah, great job. But Joe Rogan, one of all, ripped it out of him for his first Showtime special on their show. He was like, you shouldn't have filmed that shit. Your first special was dog shit. I think his first special was better than this one. So fuck me. But uh, just for like someone like Joe Rogan, if he had watched, I don't know if he has, he probably doesn't even give a shit. But... Someone had to go, dude, this isn't great. You're going to get ripped for this. It's going to be, I guarantee it'll be the most disliked comedy special in history. And not because it's Brendan. Maybe partly because it's Brendan, but also because it's bad. It's not good, man. He was basically talking about this. Not saying like, saying like Bruto the whole time. To like, and you're like, man. Yeah, it just wasn't that funny. Sorry. But all this stuff's coming out now and he's like, uh, he's trying to film himself, but I fuck with Bobby Lee hard, and he's, if you know Bobby Lee's character, at least what, I guess, from watching the podcast, I, like, people are like, how well can you know someone online? If I listen to three hours a week of Bobby Lee on a podcast, or on his Tiger Belly podcast, you learn a lot about what's going on. Their podcast is about themselves, so you learn a lot about what's going on with them. And Bobby Lee is not great with confrontation, and he hates it, and he has a lot of fucking anxiety and shit like that. And, like, issues with that from his childhood and all this stuff. I sound like I know him. They were best friends. I wish we were. No, we're not. Uh, no, I don't. I actually don't even I like him that much. I like his... I think his podcast is funny. Um, and just it's just not a great look for Brendan to come out as this big fucking brute who's picking on the little Asian guy and, you know, trying to seduce 
his wife's co-hosts, allegedly. Gotta say allegedly. But um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, it seems unfortunate. And he's done so well, and I just think he's doubled down now and gone out on his own. And I think he may have bitten off a little more than he can chew on the comedy side. Also, you're on too many podcasts, in my opinion. I think you might stretch yourself a little bit too thin. So, I feel bad in a way, but also your behavior is your behavior. Uh, play this episode back when I get into when I get into my beef. You know, my beef with with a, with a fellow struggling podcaster. Well, folks, that's all that I have on my notes. And I don't really... Oh, yeah, I suppose... I don't know if you maybe... If you listen quietly, shh. You can hear Max outside in the balcony doing his sales calls. This is what I do to work. That's what he does to work. That's why he makes what he makes. That's why I wear the same pair of shorts I've worn for four years. But I'm in love with the art. Always be in love with the art form. Um, so, yeah, I'm working on new guests. Leave a comment on who you'd like to see. And someone funny. It doesn't have to be, you know, someone impossible to get. Like, I'll ask random people. Would you like to hear talk to a chef or a, uh, a fellow videographer or another podcast host? Maybe I'll get a podcast host on. Anyway, like the podcast, please, if you wouldn't mind liking it. And I will see you all next week and every week after that.